I feel like pop culturally, the only really big things that happened is just more celebrities dying, which is just... I know. Oh, my God. DMX. Oh, my God. Yeah. I um I actually have a really lovely story about DMX, and it was actually really nice to read online that other people had similar stories about him because... Mm-hmm. My boyfriend, Jesus, is a musician, and he, a couple of years ago at South By, I believe in 2019, he played a set at the Whippin, which is like a, essentially a restaurant that sometimes has music playing. And it was during the day, mm. on like a Tuesday or Wednesday or something, like very like off the beaten path South By performance. And lo and behold, DMX and his posse just show up to this event casually, just like hanging <laughs> out. And they watched Jesus' set, and then afterwards, DMX came up to him and started talking to him about how much he loved it, and that it was really unique and fresh, and that he should keep doing what he's doing, and, like, just keep working at it. And it was, like, honestly really inspiring. Um, And he was really nice. He, like, shook everyone's hands that was, like, in our group that was there, and honestly, it was, like, truly the most gracious and lovely celebrity experience I've ever had. He was like a really nice guy. Oh my God. Um, and it was just, like I said, so awesome to see that other people felt that way about him too. And that he just seemed to really live mm-hmm. life in such a positive way. And it's always people like that, that seem to struggle, which makes it all the more tragic. Um, but mm-hmm. man, DMX, he is a legend. I, yeah, that was a Oh, and one. also to mention that he fucking like performed like, a like, I, I think he might've like, I don't know if he played like one of his tracks, like wrapped live, or if he if he straight up freestyled. He performed though mm. spontaneously at the video because I <laughs> yeah. obviously they wanted him to. It's DMX, <sighs> um, and it was just so fun. It was like, yeah, Hell it was yeah. the coolest like experience. Man. He's a badass. Rest in peace. We miss him. I was to slip in a lot recently. Just getting in my feelings. Listen to slip in one of the one of the most beautiful songs. Uh, just, yeah, overall great guy. Yeah. I mean, he had demons, like we all did, but truly, overall, yeah, great dude. One of my favorite videos I saw on the internet was him dancing at an Albanian wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, like, I, like that? I don't know how he got there, but, or if he was invited or what the vibe was, but he danced, and it was it was beautiful. Well, that, that picture that was, uh, that picture that was going around my Twitter of him just going to the kitchen at IHOP once to make omelets, like, truly iconic. God, what a... Ugh. <laughs> That's a straight person we can stand, people. Yes, DMX, you're on the list. You're good. You're good. We love you. Oh, we love you. Well, yeah, we just also started this off on yeah. such a sour note. <laughs> I know, <laughs> with no Gaga either. And now came talk, talk, talk. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Hi, how are we doing? Hello, hello. hello. Hi, we're here. Welcome to Straight People Movies, the podcast the two gays get together. We watch a movie made for straight people and we ask the eternal question, why? Why? But just, just why? No, tell me why. Tell me why. Like, <sighs> it's like, honestly, like, I'm getting, like, it's. It, it's a lot. It, it's really, it's taking me over emotionally, and I really just need you to answer the fucking question. Why? You know I have to open tomorrow, and I can't go to sleep like this. Just why? No, seriously, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep if you do not tell me why. Somebody no. save us from ourselves. <laughs> why? My name is Dylan Garcia. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle. And we're watching, I, this is our oldest movie ever, right? It's the sounds, oldest right? movie ever. No movies were made before the this oldest movie. movie. <laughs> this is the first movie that's ever been made. We are watching The Great Train Experience. What was that movie called? The, the Great Train. <laughs> Great Train Robbery. Robbery. There well, we no, go. We're uh, watching The Great Train. Well, oh, I don't want to go all film school on all y'all. Never mind. We're watching that, uh, that, that spinning circle that has the horse running. That's today's movie. We're watching an old Nickelodeon <laughs> from 1890. <laughs> made yes, in Thomas are. Edison's yes, laboratories, Hanny. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. And it also starred Sylvester Stallone, like the action movie we're talking about today, which is 1976's Rocky. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. But before we talk about Rocky, we have some big, 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 big news to announce. Um, if you listen to every single second of our episodes, like you should if you're good, um, we don't have a fan name, do we, right? No, we don't. We don't. Uh, but isn't it like gays? It's kind of. I mean, I feel like aren't the fans supposed to come up with it on their own? Isn't it kind of? They are. But also, I we're trash, so. so why not? Um, we announced it at the end of last week's episode with guest uh, Kyle Romero, who, fun fact, is about five feet away from me right now on the other side of this bathroom I'm recording in. Um, we announced that we are performing at this year's Austin Sketch Fest. Wait, what? We're performing? Yeah. We're performing, baby. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, what was it We're called again? Live, what was it baby? called again? Austin, uh, the city we live in. Uh, sketch, um, which is ha- the mm, light comedy but bad. And Fest, which is Coachella. Oh. Oh, we're. Oh. That's what we're doing? Oh, yeah, oh my God. I had no oh, idea. Mama. Oh, Mama. Well, yes, I, better start, I better start practicing. We got to start practicing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yes. um, I'm very excited. It'll be um, April 24th. Yes. April 22nd through 26th. It's that week. But that's what we're performing, which is what really matters. <laughs> yes. Um, but there's so many great uh, people playing there. Mixed out with a genius. Uh, lots of great people from around the country. Even there's a team from Dublin that's playing. And we're very happy and very honored to be playing aside them. And uh, we can't wait to see you on the internet. You can get information at AustinSketchFest.com. Buy tickets. It'll be all virtual. But we got some tricks under our sleeves. Yeah. It's going to be a moment. It's going to be a moment, Mama. It's going to be great. Drag Race is going to end the day before. And uh, now we're going to have a new appointment television for you. Yeah, it'll be great. You can cry and uh, because Rosé just won and then, you know, feel better again <laughs> by laughing at our sketch. Yes, exactly. And um, Candy Muse will be there. Candy Muse will be a special guest. She doesn't know it yet, but. Okay. She doesn't know it. Okay, but T, real quick, whenever she did the Tic Tac interview, I was like, oh, is Candy Muse charming? I was, like, kind of charmed by her. I haven't watched the last, like, five episodes of the season because I'm <laughs> over it. <laughs> It's not good. Gottmik is going to win. There's no way Gottmik yeah, is going to win. I mean, I knew that like a million. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so yeah, obvious now. It's so obvious. Anyway. But I said that about Bimini, so whatever. Awesome Sketch Fest. Awesome um, Sketch Fest. Okay, so I said we're watching Rocky. Oh, yeah. So and we're watching Rocky. We, what is... We're doing Rocky this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kirk, what's, what is Rocky? I haven't seen it before. Yeah, I I haven't seen it either. Neither of us have watched this movie, but we're going to talk about it for an hour. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, generally, um, you know, Rocky, 1976 boxing drama, considered one of the greatest sports movies of all time. Directed by John G. Avildsen. Starring Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Carl Weathers, Burt Young, and Burgess Meredith. And the plot of Rocky, in case you're like us and have never seen this movie... Uh, Rocky mm-hmm. Balboa is a workaday boxer living in Philadelphia who loves his turtles and beats up people on behalf of loan sharks. <laughs> After one of the fighters in the upcoming Bicentennial Heavyweight Championship is unable to compete, current champion Apollo Creed comes up with a plan to choose an unknown boxer to compete for the championship, and lo and behold, it's Rocky! Rocky then trains for the championship while dating his new girlfriend, Adrian, which is a minefield to talk about. Rocky fights all 15 <laughs> rounds and barely loses, but the victory wasn't to win. But to finish, Rocky. Yeah. Rocky. Rocky. That song's so um, good. So we're, we lied. We watched the movie. Um, yeah, we watched it. And I, neither of us had seen it before. This is the first time yeah. this has happened, I believe. Yeah. yeah. But we had to do it. I mean, it... We knew he had to do a sports movie, um, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, I have been recommended this movie. This is probably one of the most recommended movies of my life, uh, especially from straight yeah. guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let, I mean, let's. I mean, I guess the people want to know. 
They want to know. What did you think, Dylan? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a very, I thought it was very, very, very good. Um, the second act, the middle part of the movie is a little, little bit of a snooze. Um, but once like it picks up, like that, it's the final act is so fucking good in that movie. Like once the training montage actually like starts in good faith and then like straight to the fight, it's so good. Um, the, all the stuff with Talia Shire is interesting. It's bizarre. It is <laughs> truly one of the weirdest romances in cinema history, and it's like no one I, has ever talked about it. I it's crazy that's it like in a movie. <laughs> I don't like we'll unpack it as much as we can, girl, but I truly do not know what that fucking was. But I do agree with you. No. I think that the final act is awesome although i will say i was looking Mm. at the running time and by the time we got to like the training montage and the song and the box i was like damn this movie's almost over you know i feel like in most modern sports movies the big game or big whatever happens that the whole movie's revolving around is like a good fucking like 45 minutes long well that's what like did you ever see creed did you see the this is my first rocky any any version of it that i've ever seen so I've seen Rocky Balboa, which is a movie that, much like Logan, has been vanished from society and culture. No one talks about it. Uh, and then I saw Creed. Um, didn't like Creed. Um, little too daddy issues And, like, I just don't like... I just, I just... I don't like Ryan Coogler. I think I might have felt a little differently than you, Dylan, about this movie. I also thought this movie was just fine, personally. Okay. Um, because it takes a while to get going. And the first half of the movie is mostly that truly mind boggling romance. Like I, what was that? It was so like, I guess the movie insinuates that like Talia Shire. So she's like this really shy. And by shy, I mean like, not like who shy, but like, probably needs to like talk to somebody about it shy yeah uh like she works at a pet store and rocky has a crush on her even though she's like basically all every time he sees her she's like hiding behind like a bird cage or <laughs> uh stacking something or it's like it's fully like awesome powers or he's like standing behind the lamp and shit and like the holding the two melons up it's pretty much that it is uh and they start they start dating and then there's this like fully like nightmarish date scene that's like it's nice in the beginning like it's Rocky's a little intimidated they eventually go on a date well even I even forgot about that before that Rocky goes to pick up Talia Shire at uh, her house and she lives with her brother who's like a friend of Rocky's and her brother like goes berserk it's Thanksgiving day throws out the Thanksgiving yeah, turkey that was fucked up. like throws that was fucked up and then somehow manages to hold on to a leg of it and like she runs to her room and then comes out fully dressed and then they're going to go to a skating rink. And then that scene is kind of cute. You know, he's talking the whole time, but I think that, I think it's fine. But then they go back to Rocky's house and it's fully like shot like a horror movie. Like, no, I don't think it's supposed Dylan, to be like that. I like, it's like <laughs> full disclosure, everybody. And here's the thing. I think the reason why no one talks about this scene or just that whole romance in general is because the movie is such a classic and most people watched it at a young age. So we're looking at it with fresh eyes. Okay. Yes. So maybe you just kind of didn't notice or like think anything (laughs) of it, but like, it is not fine. It's like, he basically, I mean, it feels coercion-y. Like it's like, the whole date feels coercion-y. And then at the very end, he makes her, makes her come into his, house and then seduces her question mark and it's like and it's one of those things where like i guess give talia shire the oscar because it's like she somehow makes the whole 180 work for her where she's like actually yeah Mm -hmm. i love rocky but man the lead up to it is uncomfortable so weird and it's so long it's so long and it's so boring dylan and i i and it's so funny because i was thinking (laughs) like why is every this is so interesting to me every straight movie is a romance in disguise like true yes. it's like actually straight men really do just want to watch a romance movie but they need like blood guts sweat and tears to like cover it mm-hmm. all up yes <gasps> so this romance i don't know why any of y'all would ship this i don't trust it 
look, no, I don't trust it. Um, we just need to appreciate Talia Shire for being iconic, for having maybe the best line in I Heart Huckabees, which is, <laughs> how many kids do you have, bitch? You look like a bitch. Oh, my God. Miss Talia Shire, <laughs> the mother of Jason Schwartzman. What an icon. <sighs> She's so beautiful. Like she it's is. so insane how like hot she is in this movie. While everyone else is like, I kept going back and forth. I was like, is Sylvester Stallone hot or am I just like laying down no, on the couch? Dylan, right? Honestly, I was so dis- like I was so distracted the whole movie by whether I thought he was hot or not that I think I missed important plot points. Because <laughs> um, it's just like at certain angles, I was like, yeah, he could be daddy. Um, oh yeah, and then. And then when he looks at you straight on, you're like, oh, no. Yeah, it, it's it's true. When you get the full-on <laughs> picture, perfect view of his face, it's like, no, ma'am. I don't want the Italian stallion. No, ma'am. But you know who I do want and who is maybe my favorite person in the entire movie is Carl Weathers. Oh, yeah. He's iconic. Oh, yeah. He's the best. He's a hottie. <laughs> and and we'll get into it, but his character is he's we'll a little camp, it. baby. I like it. Yeah. Oh, um, girl. Yeah, we'll we'll save that. Bit. But yeah, definitely when Rocky, you know, gets told that he's going to, like, fight. And, and also that whole plot point. My God. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the American that dream. Scenery, he's like, I'm like, who's buying this? <laughs> yeah, no. It was the 70s. We had a lot of uh, problems. Although this is my... I would say this is my second... I mean, I've seen only two movies that take place in Philadelphia during the Bicentennial. There's this, and then there's the iconic Blowout, which if oh, we're going to talk yeah. about Bicentennial movies... Blowout. blowout. Now that is a picture. That's a picture, babe. Now that's what I call music. Like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so good. Uh, but yeah, I... This so fucking good. But I get why people like Rocky, okay? Like, I get it. Yes. It, like, it has a very, like likable story it's about an underdog mm-hmm. beating the odds you know it is american dream shit we love it we it, and, and, and like you said 1976 this is like when i feel like there was like a weird patriotism kind of like revival around then oh, yeah. this is like starting to get closer to like the reagan years and <sighs> i feel like movies about like unlikely heroes and successes, especially American ones, were really popular around this time. Because oh, yeah. this one best picture, well, and it's... then like Chariots of Fire, one best picture a couple of years later, and it's just like a lot of like sports movies, a lot of like very male dominated like. I guess I'd call it like a bro tearjerker movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Lots of those. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because it's like uh, this movie won best picture against like a lot of very like just acidic anti-American, not anti-American, but just like, just, yeah, I say anti-American. Let's just say, let's just say anti-American. Yeah. With like network and taxi driver. And I've never seen, I've never seen taxi driver either, but I've never seen all of the president's men. Um, I'm assuming, well, that's about, is that about Nixon? It's a thriller, right? Like about a thriller. the, all I'm the president's men. <laughs> Every single one of them. I mean, taxi um, driver's definitely like not, and it's so hard to say. I feel like the movie is like about a very apolitical guy, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, that movie's psychotic. You need to watch it. Um, it's great. But yeah, I mean, you just get a lot of like, those are some thinking man's pictures like network and, and mm-hmm. taxi driver. And I feel like Rocky, you don't got to think during Rocky. It's, you gotta think. it's very mm-hmm. clear what's happening and what it's trying to do. And it succeeds at it. I mean, there's no denying that oh, yeah. by the end of the movie. I mean, I was getting up from my seat, like getting excited, even though we all know he's oh, going to win. I mean, I mean, I guess he doesn't really win, but like he wins he doesn't in win. a way. Yeah, he wins. And he doesn't lose. Right. And I think that like, that is the strongest part of the movie. I guess for oh, yeah. me, and I wasn't surprised by this, but the movie just didn't really have, like, you know, it's just things I look for in movies. A strong aesthetic, interesting mm-hmm. cinematography. It, you know, it was very The movie is shot, it's shot so dark. Yeah. Like, the there are, like, scenes where, like, fully, like, Talia Shire is, like, in shadow. And it's, like, you can't see her. And it's, like, please, somebody turn on a light switch. Like... I know it's at night, but it's not at night in your house. You have lamps. 
Right. And, well, also, I guess it's it's important to point out that the movie is a low budget picture. It was definitely a, yeah. much like Rocky's story itself. It's it's a a, a, oh, yeah. a little movie that could. It was like made for like nothing, and then it was a huge mm-hmm. sleeper hit, and then ended up winning Best Picture. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I just yeah, so I, I didn't realize that Sylvester Stallone had wrote the script. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I was curious how involved he was because I know that he basically directs and writes all of the new ones and has been. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like his life's work. I mean, I think Rocky, mm-hmm. more than anything else that he's done, is like, I mean, yeah, it's Sylvester Stallone. That's like his thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I do. I, I mean, the movie's, you know, I keep going back and forth on it because it's like I didn't really like love it personally, but I definitely see value in the movie. Oh, yeah. Especially because it's like how many other sports movies were out in the 70s? Like, yeah, I mean, sports movies really weren't, I don't think, as big of a thing until maybe, like, the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I think, they get, yeah, their big, their big heyday is, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Because that's never, like, kids start, there's, like, kids sports movies. Um, oh, my God. If one more person yeah, like, tells the me big... The Sandlot was their favorite movie as a kid, I swear. Oh, God. Oh, God. oh no. We're going to have to watch The Sandlot, aren't no, we? No. Don't make me. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like every week this happens, like we remember another movie to add to the list, and it's so dark. It is. It's a dark, twisted place here at SPM. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's tough to say. I feel like out of all of the genres that we've done so far, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is the genre we know the least about. Oh, 100%. Like last week we had like a quasi like sports movie with uncut gems but not not really yeah, it was more like of a, crime a movie, movie that had sports yeah and i feel like if you're into that cinema period you have to like crime movies because so many of the greatest movies Correct. of all time are crime movies sports exactly. really are like a i mean it's a populist genre i mean yes. other than rocky i guess and documentaries sports documentaries are all, like you know that's a different oh, i love a sports, yeah, sports documentaries are like that's cinema baby yes Hoop dreams yeah. mama but mm-hmm. I feel like narrative sports movies, like they tend to be kind of like the movies that get like a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, but like your dad loves yep. it and everyone went and saw it, you know? Yeah. They're like secret box blockbusters. Like I was, um, I don't know, the first thing that came to mind, I was trying to think of like what, what a gay sports movie could be. Like the only thing I could think of is like the cutting edge, but like barely. Even like at the center of it's like a straight story. That's a, it's a figure skating movie, but it's like a, uh, it's like a couple, it's like a pair couple. I'm pretty sure this is cutting edge. Well, I mean, we we discussed it on we did like a little thing on our Instagram where we asked people to um, have us rate movies on the Kinsey scale, and someone asked that was so much a, fun. League of Their Own, which is probably got to be the biggest sleeper gay movie of all time because yeah, a League of Their Own. In case in people aren't familiar, is a period baseball film uh, set during mm-hmm. World War II. And it's got Madonna, Gina Davis, and Rosie O'Donnell in it, okay? And it's about, like, a time in history for, like, I don't know, like, five, ten years? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, Where there was women's baseball leagues because everyone was out, like, you know, fighting in the war or whatever. And my (laughs) dad and pretty much any other dad I think in existence loves that movie, even though it's a movie that stars all women and Mm -hmm. is gay. It has Madonna. It's gay. Um, yeah. and they always, my dad always cries at the end of this movie. Always. <sighs> you know, it's a great movie. I my love heart. it. And I just think my it's, heart. I think I, I love a league of their own because it, it is a gay movie that straight people like don't know is gay. And that to me is ultimate <laughs> subversion. Oh yeah, baby. That's drag. But outside of that movie, I mean, I guess really the first things I think of are any sports movies that star women. Yeah. So Which like, is not very many. I, Tanya. <laughs> I, Tanya. Like, and, like... Even I, Tanya has this, like, sensibility to it that's, like, so, like... That would be, I feel like it hates all of its characters. Right. It's, like, such a... Just a mean movie. Yeah, it is such a mean it movie. It doesn't really feel... Even though it has fucking Alice and Janie in it. Like, you'd think it'd be gay. I think... I feel like it's a... Who, I would say I, Tanya is ultimately straight. Who liked I, Tanya? I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be a dick, but... I feel like everyone liked I, Tanya... But I don't know yeah. anyone that like stands that movie. Probably because it it's it has a very specific tone, but it didn't really have a strong point of view. I thought. I thought Sufjan Stevens' song about T- Tanya Harding was more interesting than the oh. movie. But that's gay sports movie. Yeah. 
That he did two different versions in two different keys, like, yeah, mama. And that she hated it. But yeah, oh yeah, she hated it. That was amazing. Um, iconic. That's gay. That's gay more. <laughs> That's gay. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe bend it like Beckham. Oh, yeah, no, that's a gay gay sports movie. Yeah, um, it, the lesbian energy in that, that movie, movie is <sighs> insane. It hurts. It hurts. But yeah, I that mean, that would be so it, fucking good. It is. It's a it's a it's a broy genre. And I, I again though, I think what's most fascinating about sports movies is at the end of the day, they're maybe some of the most schmaltzy, sentimental, yes. and <laughs> like emotional movies out there. Like my you know, most straight men out there, like and when I say straight men, I'm not talking about like film bros, I'm talking about just like the everyday guy. Like most of them would refuse yeah. to watch like most movies you know what i mean because they're too like girly Mm -hmm. or whatever they're too uh, they're too sappy but then it's like girl like the rookie miracle fucking all of those field of dreams yeah it's just like they're all so schmaltzy and sappy and cheesy well like even like in rocky like at the very, very, very end of the movie, it's not him like, hell yeah, I won. It's him looking for his girlfriend. Yeah, and that's the guy. finally she can say, I love you for the it's first the time. It's the anti, um, <laughs> it's like the opposite of the ending of The Graduate. <laughs> Where like, at the end of The Graduate, they're like, yes, we're in love. Oh, wait, this movie is like sports. Actually, no, I'm in love. That's the most no, important I'm thing of all. He doesn't even care <laughs> that he's like, just made history. He just wants his girlfriend... Yeah. Adrian, you know everyone loves to quote that. Now I get it. My apologies to everyone named Adrian for having to live through that. It's awful, especially Adrian Linker from Big Thief. I'm so sorry to that. Yeah, sorry that to woman. Miss Adrian Linker from Big Thief. I'm sure it was very <laughs> tough for you growing up and having everyone go Adrian while you're just trying to play your guitar, girl. Yeah, while you're trying to like hang out with your grandma and steal her piano or whatever you did. Um. Um, but yeah, I mean. There's not really much else to say in terms of its plot. Like, there's nothing to, like, pick apart. I think the most interesting thing about Rocky is, I guess, it's set... I mean, here's the thing. It's the gold standard. It is the first Mm -hmm. sports movie, I think, of its kind. Yes. And every sports movie is just trying to be Rocky after Rocky. Correct. Correct. And at least it's got a little grit. At least it's got a little bit of trauma. At least it's not too sappy. Because some of the more modern ones are like... It's got the the dirty streets of Philadelphia where I'm like, are there like open barrel fires in the city all the time? Like, what the fuck is Philadelphia? Yeah, Philadelphia, man. I like, (laughs) yeah, it definitely was a character in the movie. I think that's another thing I noticed about a lot of straight movies is that I feel like they're a lot more into this whole like, oh, the city is a character of its own thing. Mm Mm-hmm. If, I, if you ever tell me that a movie is like, this movie's set in New York, but it's like actually set in New York, like I will never watch it. Like, who the fuck cares? I don't care. It's everywhere is New York to me. Who yeah, cares? everywhere is LA or New York. Or both. Yeah, no for one. Me. <laughs> yes. I, don't, I can't tell the difference. Um, palm trees, no. LA. Trash on the streets. Yes, palm trees, LA. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah, Philly, boxing, Sylvester. Yeah. That's I mean, I think pretty much it. I'm trying to think of like my favorite. I love that scene in the movie. The weirdest fucking scene to me is whenever the news reporters come to the meat locker. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, my favorite scene that in the movie is scene. when Sylvester Stallone tries to give that 12-year-old girl advice. <laughs> I didn't realize she was actually supposed to be 12. I was like, is this woman? I liked the conversation because it was so aggressive from both sides. It was very, like, I think stereotypically <laughs> Philly. Like, she's oh, like, yeah, God. yeah, whatever. And he's like, no, no, you gotta listen to me. You gotta listen to me, little girl. Like, and it's just you don't want people thinking you're a whore yeah and she's like oh you really think so and it seems like he's getting through to her and at the end she's like creepo and i was like i i stand this interaction like yeah who is that woman who is that woman is that juno temple is that is that is that brooklyn prince from the florida project (laughs) oh lord have mercy but yeah i yeah, it was. I'm. It's one of those movies. I'm glad I've watched. Like, kind of a, a, a understated thing that I'm happy to do this podcast about is that I'm going to see a lot of movies that I've kind of missed out because I've assumed I wouldn't have to see them because of they kind of exist in the culture in their entirety, and so I kind of don't have to see them. So I'm glad that I finally got to see Rocky for like what it is, and not just like the the concept of Rocky. Um, 
Yeah. I totally agree with you. I just think that, like, I keep fucking myself over with these movies because I watch them in the middle of the day by myself. And I'm like, <laughs> like I don't know if Rocky needs to be research, you know? No. I think I need to need to start working this into my schedule in a better way. <laughs> makes me actually enjoy these movies. Um, I mean, I liked it, though. I don't mean to be, like, a sourpuss about it. It just, it's not no. normally my cup of tea, but I agree. It's, like, it's a, a landmark film. I mean, I needed to watch it eventually. I found yeah. things about it that I thought were great. And overall, though, yeah, yeah it, it, it definitely puts the whole, like, sports movie trajectory, like, in. It, yes. it makes it all make sense. I mean, it is kind of like a like an like an American art form. It's like the sport movie. Like, is I feel like that's maybe the most American genre. I yeah, actually, you could be totally right. It is like a very American genre. Um, I mean, I, I I'm sure there are sports movies in in other countries, but oh yeah, I mean, like Bend Like Beckham. Bend it like Beckham, baby. Oh, there we go. I'm kind of <laughs> mad I brought that up because I should use that as my gay rag. Oh well. Oh, <laughs> I'll bleep it out every time you say there it. There you go. Why do oh. straight people love this movie? I mean, it's sports. It, yeah. I mean, sports. this one might be the most obvious one. Um, yeah. And I know we said this last week, but <laughs> is this the straightest movie we've watched so far? I think it is. And then I realize what our next movie is. And I'm like, wait. Maybe that movie is the so straightest movie. Tune in next week, too, people, because it, it, we're just up in the ante here at Straight People Movies. We are, yeah. we are searching for the straightest mm-hmm. of the straight movies. But, yeah, I mean, right now, Rocky is definitely Rocky. in first place. This is um, like, I do think it's our straightest movie without any – I don't think there's any daddy issues in this movie. There is no daddy issues in this movie. I will – I do agree yeah. with that. There's no – yeah, I mean, there's uh, brother issues. Does that count? But it's with, yeah. I mean, I mean, God, that relationship. God, fucking Adrian just has a character. So weird. Period is so fucking crazy to me. I'm like, who is this woman? I like don't understand who this person is. It's psychotic. And her brother, God, he has got to be one of the most obnoxious characters I've ever seen in a movie. And I like never took it, a baseball bat. I never ended up liking to his, him. Like living room. No, oh my god, no, he was the worst. His, he got, he's like jealous because he wasn't like on the like news about punching meat. Like, he's jealous he that he doesn't fucking, work for a loan yeah. shark. Yeah, like, <sighs> gross. He, he sucked. He was the worst part of the movie. I just, yeah, girl, I just really feel like when everyone talks about Rocky, they're only talking about the last like 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because... The rest of it is just like, I don't know, girl. I don't know about all that. No. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Everyone's going to hate me. No, I'm gonna, like, there's going to be riots because of my opinions <laughs> on Rocky, but I'm sorry. It just like, it's... I, yeah, no, ma'am. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I, I, we, I think that the main thing that we took, we discussed this uh, during Uncut Gems actually, and this is actually an interesting follow up to Uncut Gems because I feel like they have mm-hmm. similarities uh, as yeah. movies, you know, about losers that are like, I mean, Rocky's a lot more likable than Adam Sandler's character in Uncut Gems, yeah. but <laughs> I feel like the overcoming adversity angle is in both of these. Now, and here it's more squeaky clean mm-hmm. than in Uncut Gems, but yeah. it's the whole idea, and, we, and I feel like Kyle really like showed us a thing or two about straight guys because it's like the thing that we don't get when we watch these movies is it's like they will blindly and delusionally like overcome whatever obstacle they need to to win and i'm over here like can i just be left alone with my (laughs) chips and my my wine You just want to be sitting in that apartment listening to uh, Erotica by Madonna and just Girl, <laughs> waiting for Howard. I just want to cry and listen to Mazzy Star. I don't want to. Yes, I ma'am. don't need to win anything. I need to be left alone. No. Yes. And I feel like a lot of people probably feel the same way I do, but <laughs> I don't think I'm the only one. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the movie if Rocky was like, "No, I'm not going to do it," and then he just put on, but that, <laughs> yeah, he but just that, put on Mazzy Star and slept. But for an that's hour. the gag, though, Dylan. Is if any of this happened to us, if we were the Rocky in the situation, we'd all say no. We'd all be like, "Oh, well, that's the thing." 
That's what we said last. Like I said last week that uh, the gay thing about those movies like is self destruction. <laughs> right. It's like for me, if I was asked to do whatever the equivalent to me fighting in the bicentennial championship is, I'd be like, oh no, my mental health won't allow it. <laughs> you were like finally asked to be like a, a voting member of the academy, and you're like, no, no, I can't do that. It's too much pressure. Too much pressure. Can't do that. And that's the thing. I'll take your ballot. It's like, I'm not trying to say that we're like weak people by any means. I'm just saying that I feel like <laughs> when we are presented with something that's too good to be true, when you're a minority, you're kind of like, mm, maybe not mm-hmm. do that one. Mm-hmm. While a straight man's going to be like, oh, hell yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's do it. And it's just like, that's the part where it's hard for me to relate. I'm like, girl, what the hell is wrong with you? Just go vibe with your new girlfriend. I don't get it. Yeah, Philadelphia is cool. You use like a two-hour train ride to New York. Like, it's awesome. Go hang out with John Travolta and fuck. Who is the girl? Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen. Yeah, go double date with them. Um, And yeah, yeah, just vibe. I mean, that's the thing. Is I think that's the the biggest difference between straight men and gay men is that we just want to vibe. Just vibe. We just want to vibe, and that training. You know, and all that. It just looks like a lot, like a lot of work. So much, so much work, Rocky, honey. Rocky, just use your big, your hands. Just use your big They're important. To hold me. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I can feed your turtles if you want. Yeah, it's fine. I'll, I'll feed turtles, them turtles, but they won't choke on it. And I'll massage your biceps and not look at I'll your face. I'll eat whatever's in your. All that he has in his fridge is cupcakes and like chocolate. I'll just eat. I'll clean your fridge out. Iconic. But yeah, this is iconic. Yeah, so yeah, this is the straight. Yeah, this is the straightest movie we've Straight encountered. Movie. I, everything from its themes to its to the fact that it its aesthetic is kind of like non-existent to like just mm-hmm. everything about the way it's structured and the romance that the romance scares me. I I, I know I keep bringing it up, but the romance scares me, Dylan. I'm like, do straight people watch this movie yeah, and go like, oh good. yeah, this is this is this is romantic. That's love. That's love. That's love right there harassing a poor awkward probably traumatized individual oh yeah well girl do you see who she lives with i wouldn't if i lived with my brother like that and i would never talk either girl i Mama. mama honey all right is there anything gay about this movie dylan I think so. I think the actual opening frame of this movie is gay because it shows this picture of Jesus and she is carved mama. <laughs> she is. <laughs> it was like a, a challenge on Drag Race where they have outside people come in and the queens have to make them over, but it's like this time you got like holy figures. Like Jesus was fully carved. Um, and that was gay. Uh, also, Jesus is gay. <laughs> we determined that. Happy Easter. Mama. Happy Easter. Um... And then the other thing that's gay, there's not a lot of this gay in this movie. I only had like two notes, but I actually, there is, we promised, we somebody to talk about it earlier, but we will talk about it in this segment. Um, but first, uh, Rocky takes a picture of himself that he has hanging up on his mirror whenever he was eight years old and looks at it longingly. And though he doesn't say anything, I could tell that he was asking, where did it all go wrong? And that's gay. That That is, that is gay behavior. That's gay right there. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the gayest. The gayest. Maybe not gay, just camp. But yeah, it's gay. It's my my Can mom. Can we just say he's gay? Carl Weathers. Yeah. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Oh, yeah. Apollo Creed is fucking gay as shit. That's what I love about it is because I, I feel like they made him really flamboyant and gay in this movie because he's supposed to be kind of like a, a figurehead for like what's gone wrong in like American media and like Rocky's supposed to represent yeah. this like the rugged individual and Apollo Creed mm-hmm. is supposed to be this, like, glitzed out, like, celebrity who's, like, lost, uh, like, he's lost the reason why he fought in the first place, right? And I love that he's basically mm-hmm. gay because it gets back to that whole Disney villain thing where it's, like... Oh, it's perfect. We make any man, like, that we're supposed to kind of, like, look down on, like, effeminate, flamboyant, and, like, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to go, like, ugh, this guy, you know? But instead, I'm, like, I'm living, Oh, when he comes out with that woman dressed, fully painted silver, dressed as the Statue of Liberty, who is she? Who is this queen? Who is she? She's the gayest part of the movie. Her just like, I loved that little sequence where it's like, she's just holding round number signs up and then just like, eight, oh, yeah. nine, ten. Like, it just like, he's like, <laughs> she's not walking. 
and she's just like vi- she's like literally doesn't even know where she is she's just like <laughs> no. i'm here to be a glitter bombed statue of liberty for no reason <laughs> at a boxing match for no reason that only like a third of the audience can see right <laughs> like hopefully the people behind her can keep track of where the fuck they are love that queen love her and yeah apollo creed's whole character him just being kind of like a yeah celebrity scumbag like in his like little outfit that he wore oh my god <laughs> that was camp it's, that was camp that whenever Rocky's train getting ready, like Rocky's getting his bandages on his uh, fingers tightened, and then Apollo Creed is getting uh, covered in oil, it's like ooh. Oh yeah, that like, like covered Carlos him in oil. Hot. I was like thinking, I was like, is this an aesthetic thing that they're doing, or do boxers get covered in oil? Because I don't know anything about boxing. <laughs> so uh, can someone, can someone who's listening to this just like let me know what just text is, what is boxing? period like that's all um, i need to know so my dad used to my stepdad used to watch it a lot when i was growing up and i would like watch like, the pay-per-view with him sometimes and um he used to get mad at me whenever i would because like whenever they're fighting they'll like stop and like rest against each other for a second and i like asked him once i was like why are they hugging and he was like they're not hugging who's like don't um, but they're, hugging. they're not hugging they're not good i love that but like you know i was thinking dylan do you think the reason why we're gay is because our dads didn't show us rocky growing up is that actually what makes honestly probably Pro- that's probably the final puzzle piece girl like we were pro- we were probably so close yeah because i feel, like I'm, pr- I feel just... like I'm pretty straight so yeah same i feel pretty straight too i'm like i like i feel so straight straight i just like yeah what <laughs> so yeah pussy uh-huh i want some yum, 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 yum. so thanks dad thanks dad bull durham didn't do you could have said god <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much the only gay stuff about this movie. There's nothing else. To I mean, Maybe those like people's hanging outside the store, like singing doo-wop was that gay or that just old. Oh yeah. I just feel like people in the seventies, I feel cool. like being in choir in the seventies was like a not gay activity then. Yeah. Like I feel like singing saying. was like not gay in the seventies for some reason. And then it became gay in the eighties or something. Although Mama, like, um, fucking Rocky was listening when he got home for the first time, put on his records, and it was like some like weird experimental electronic music. That was cool. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, he was listening to Floating Points. Yeah, Rocky's and like, ready like Rocky's like, let's bed. put on some silver apples. Like, this is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, is do you think is boxing gay? I like just think in general. UFC fighting is gay. Oh, girl, UFC fighting is so hot. But boxing is, like, straight, I think. I think for me, it's just the aesthetic of boxing. Mm-hmm. I know they can camp it up sometimes to, like, make it seem, yeah. like, I don't know. It's weird. I will say that fighting in general, like, boxing and wrestling and all that kind of stuff, it's it's on a weird, it's almost so macho that it, like, one yeah. and becomes kind of gay. Yeah, I think with boxing, I think it stays straight because it's, like, weirdly, really formal. It is. And, like, has its ties, like, it's, it's like, old as shit. I mean, because, like, fighting is, like, we were doing that, like, in the primordial ooze. But, like, it is this very formalized thing. It has a lot of, it does have a lot to do with, like, betting. <laughs> and so, like, there's a huge industry of, like, betting around it. So that makes it straighter, sorry. Wrestling is gay because it's all fake. <laughs> um, because it's drag. Right. It's, it's um, yeah, you're right. I yeah I think yeah. boxing is the straight one out of all the different kind of like fighting ones. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I it's like when I think of boxing, I think of like old pictures from like the eighteen hundreds of people like boxing. It's very yeah, that's that. on like the side of like annoying whiskey bottles and shit. You know, like a guy with like a like a, or like a nineteen like you know remember that HBO show Carnival? Girl, yes, Girl. I love. Carnival. Oh my god, that show's so good. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but I remember, I think there was some boxing in that, like, 1920s, Mm -hmm. like, Jewish. Oh, yeah. And. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. It's just, like, I just just imagine someone, like, chugging a whiskey and spitting it on the audience. And it's all very And then they. And they ride home on their big bicycle. That's one big wheel and two little wheels. Oh, those ones are so cute. The penny farthing. I I love those. those. Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah. I. Yeah. I. It's crazy because I feel like most sports movies also have like a little bit of a homoerotic vibe to them because I feel like it's hard to not see like a bunch of guys coming together in the, for the sake of a team. So I guess it's a it's a team sports mm-hmm. thing gets homoerotic, but because boxing yeah. is a solo sport, 
you don't get any of that. And that, yeah. that, that was that was a little disappointing no. for me. I was hoping like for some more vanity shots of Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone to kind of make me think he was hot, but the movie does not care about that at all. Mm-mm. You know? Nope. Does not care. We do not see what Talia Shire sees in Rocky. I do, girl, I, I know I keep bringing it up. I, I but I, I, I don't <laughs> think there's. You know what? Never mind. Uh, there's no point. There's no fucking point in trying no, to like br- there's break no point. that down. It just you can't. It's, it's impossible. Truly, I think the worst romance I've ever seen in a movie. I hated it. It's it is bizarre. It's so weird. Um, yeah. I want to yeah, talk to Talia really Shire weird. about it. Me too. What do, what do you think she's doing right now? Um, she's the mom from I Heart of the Beast. She's still in character. Yeah. <laughs> she's still uh, yelling about how she didn't touch the stereo. Yeah, 15 years later. <laughs> God. Can we just talk about Huckabees for like 10 minutes? <laughs> Girl, speaking of I Heart Huckabees, though, what's your gay recommendation for this week? <sighs> Okay, so <laughs> I feel like um, what it's gonna sound psychotic. Oh, that's what we. Why but we're it's not. Going. So we're here. Um, so it's this movie. Uh, I thought about it. It's about two people who are like lower class who get a an opportunity thrusted upon them to jump the social strata to the upper upper echelons um, and struggle with the getting ready for that. Struggle with wondering if they're worth it. And then at the end, doing very well, but ultimately losing. But the ultimate judge of the movie is that you did it. You did it, pal. Um, And also, these are both movies starring people who would later be presumptuous uh, frontrunners in their supporting uh, performance Academy Award campaign, but ultimately didn't win, and in one case wasn't even nominated. Uh, That, of course, I am talking about Second Act, which is a Jennifer Lopez movie from 2018. Uh, where? What? Have you never heard of this movie? No. It, it came and went very quickly. Um, but it's this movie about Jennifer Lopez. She works at a grocery store in the Bronx. And she, her best friend, she's like a manager at this grocery store. And her best friend is Leah Remini. And her son, like, fakes a resume for her to get a application into like, this huge, um, like, advertising firm. And she gets the job, and then the rest of the movie is her, you know, fighting. Is she, is she worth it? Is she? Does she have the skills to make it in this high path, high paced, uh, corporate world? And she has to do a big presentation, and she does very well at it. But since she doesn't actually have the certifications that she said she did in her resume, she gets fired, and has to go back to her job. But she learned that she had it in her all along. So basically, this is just a movie about millennials. And what we all have to do. Yeah, to so succeed. it's about millennials. Yes. Even though it uh, stars J-Lo. I highly, yeah. It stars JLo. Um, I highly suggest it. I think it's incredibly underrated, under under the radar. I would I might bring it to a movie club one week. I absolutely adore this movie. Um, and highly suggest it. I'm glad that you suggested something because I was racking my brain trying to think of something and I just couldn't because I feel like we named all the gay sports movies already, right? So that's that's all yeah. I know. And then I feel like this yep. trajectory, like this kind of story, the underdog story, is such a straight concept. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just really hard for me to think of anything gay. I mean, I can name other underdog stories that I like, but, mm-hmm. like, The Wrestler is an amazing movie. <sighs> yes. Uh, and I feel like it has a very kind of similar vibe to it other than the but i mean the wrestler's like sad as shit but yeah it's like not a gay movie though it's still a straight movie i just yeah i don't you know people like overcoming the odds and all of that i feel like gays don't relate to that because i feel like we just we just make it's like instead of getting a seat at the table we just kind of make our own table so like a lot of movies about like gay things or gay people are like even if it's not outwardly gay it's like got the gay vibe you know what we're talking about Mm -hmm. i feel like it's always about people like you know what we'll just do our own thing like fuck if we can't be part of this league we'll start our own league like it's all very exactly kind of story so yeah i feel like we just don't give a fuck about participating in these structures (laughs) we're just like no we don't need to yeah we don't need to no fuck that shit so yeah so fucking underdog story you heard it here first folks 
Mm-hmm. I don't care. The only person that makes you an underdog is other people, girl. You shouldn't be. You're not an underdog. Yeah, you're it's yourself, like, bitch. If you're the underdog, then fucking do something else where you're not the underdog. Yeah. You will you will always find your tribe. Be your own champion. Be your own champion. Ugh. It gets better. It gets better. It doesn't. It gets better. It doesn't it gets worse. <laughs> it gets easier, but it gets worse. Yeah, it gets worse in other ways because then once your life's not about you being gay, <laughs> you realize that you have other problems too. <laughs> you realize you have to you have to actually have a personality. Which is hard. Oh, that was a read just to like all gays. Truly though. But, but honestly. Um we deserve it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, this was this is probably gonna be our shortest episode because it's basically like it's straight because it's fucking rocky. Yeah, I mean I feel like we could have done a bunch of research about sports movies and stuff, but who's got the time? I don't have the time. I'm on vacation right yeah, now. Yeah, you're on vacation. <laughs> I'm trying to go swimming. I was Yeah. <laughs> I was making ricotta before this. I, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't yeah. know if we said anything illuminating. Maybe the fact that we are the first people to, I think, ever point out that the Adrian Rocky romance is problematic and fucked might be a yes. selling point. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You tell us. Yeah. You tell you us. You tell us. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, you tell no, us. No, seriously, please. Uh, we, want the feedback. we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. Help. <laughs> well, my name is Dylan Garcy. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcy and on Instagram and on Letterboxd at Garcied. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Kirk Van Sickle, my name, but without all the vowels except for the E at the end. And also, if you enjoy this podcast, give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, okay? Because yes, if, if you give us a good rating and even write a little review if you're feeling extra nice, it gives us more visibility, mm-hmm. and visibility is what gays need. Exactly, yeah. We don't need more people listening to This American Life. That. All right, and we will see you next week. We will see you at Austin Sketch Fest. Yes, ma'am. Make sure to get your tickets. We're performing on the 24th. Come watch us. We'll be beautiful. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we know we're a podcast, but, you know, it's a sketch fest. So there's going to be some surprises Mm -hmm. in store. So I think you should definitely come check it out if you're interested. It's not going to be a regular episode. Could you imagine if we just did a regular ass episode sitting down (laughs) and just like, hi. Yeah. Exactly. No. She's going to be big. That's not what we're doing, bitch. It's going to be big. We're not doing that, girl. Yeah. It's going to be big. It's Ooh, gonna be I'm excited. Huge. I can't wait. It's going to be gigantic by the sh- Pixies. Yes, man. It's going to be huge Danielle Harrell. Uh, oh, so big. <laughs> so big. All right. Y'all have a fabulous evening. Take care. Bye. Mwah. Bye. And now came talk. Talk. Talk.